Hello, beautiful people out your spirit doing. I wanted to do something different today. Uh, this episode is called, and maybe it's just going to be a series of episodes called 10 Random Questions, where I have a guest on and we just uh, take turns answering questions. So so today I have uh, this lovely young lady named Nicole, who I've met. Yeah, now that I think about it, it's been years ago. It's been years ago. Um, do you remember when we met? I actually do. I remember the moment. Did we? What did we get? It's weird. Did, did you get weird in the bathroom? No, I'm God, just no. joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> it was a Waffle House. No, uh, when, when 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 did when did uh, we meet? You were doing a comedy show, and I came to the comedy show to actually in support of a different comedian. But mm-hmm. you were the one taking the tickets at the at the door. So then you and I got to talking, and I told you who I was there to see. And so then you pretty much like stole me from that person <laughs> and decided that I was going to be there supporting you instead. And then I actually really liked your set. And then we just, I kept following you from there on and went to all your comedy shows. And oh, then goodness. I don't know. Yeah, that was, that was, it was really just being a comedy fan. You stole me you away. Make, that makes me blush. Uh, I, <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. My favorite uh, m- memory that that we have is I, I guess it's the last time I was in Arizona, and we just sat and talked. Well, we've been doing that. We've yes. been doing that. That's kind of our thing now. Where yeah, we, we 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 like we I like to consider us friends now. Like we get to yes. know each other a little bit more. We get more like intimate and share things. Like I, I feel like I know things about you that other people don't, and maybe vice versa. And those are my favorite types of relationships to to build. So. Uh, I also bring my whole entourage to your shows, if you remember correctly. Oh, I do remember correctly. It's, <laughs> uh, it, 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 mean, it means the world to me, and I think you know that, but uh, I, I never want to not say it. So, All Thank right, you. So, here we go. Uh, ten random questions with my guest, Nicole. Oh, no, no. Tell, tell us a little bit about yourself. That way, there's uh, either some context or, you know, who you are as a person. Okay. Well, um, like you said, my name is Nicole. And probably um, I'll give you like the top three things I think are like the most important to me is very number one is I'm a mom to two amazing boys who are 11 and 15. And that's my favorite job in the world is being a mom. Um, I am a single mom, but I am uh, I, I just love my boys. Number two is I am a hospice social worker. And that's pretty much my calling, my purpose in life and I can't imagine doing anything else. And number three, and I don't know if you know this about me, believe it or not, but I am also a Zumba instructor on the side. That's like my night job. And um, I, it's my self-care, my therapy. Love, love, love doing it. Uh, that's fantastic. I knew you did Zumba. I didn't know you were an instructor. Yes. That's, that's dope. How long have you been doing that? Uh, about six years or so six plus years wow as an instructor yeah wow i want to do i want to do i want to take like if if next if, time you're in town you have to take if our class. schedules line i would love to, to take a class or a course or how, however it yes. works that would that would be a that would be fun that would be fun yes me. it would be okay so 10 yeah. random questions you are starting it off with the question and then we're just going back and forth and then that's the episode okay so my first question for you is if comedy had not taken off for you, what would be your career choice? Uh, you know what? It's hard to think of another career choice. But I will say 
I was working retail for oh so many years uh, up until they fired me. <laughs> so I like to believe had I not really went after comedy and, and, and pursued it in the way that I had, I would probably still be working uh, retail, but more more specifically, probably the sneaker job that I had. I, there was almost there was almost no reason to leave. And uh, there was a lot of complacency for me. So if I didn't have something else that I was super passionate about, I think I would just be doing something that I probably don't love. Gotcha. Or, or a stripper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, in my mind, if I could do like, like if I can do a job that wasn't me, like, like almost like an outer body experience, like a Freaky Friday thing, I would be a porn star. And I don't think I would be good at it. I think I just think like it would be something I would like to experience. It's like the Ron Jeremy guy who. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen Ron, uh, Ron Jeremy porn. Maybe I have. I feel like everyone maybe have sometime, but I feel like I would be like, like that guy. Like I'll just be a guy that does. Maybe I would tell jokes in my, in my, in my, in my pornos. (laughs) And, uh, that would be a fun, like that would be a fun career to have. I mean, I don't know if I could have like children and be married and all that, but that maybe that's a fantasy <laughs> career. I mean, do you think people like wake up and say, "Hey, I want to be a porn star when I grow up"? <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> I I don't think so. I don't. I could be wrong though. Yeah, these are aspirations. I don't know if anyone else has. Okay, what <laughs> what is your favorite and least favorite thing in your refrigerator right now? Oh, I eat out way, way, way too much and spend way too much money on food. It's almost embarrassing when I look at my food budget. So I don't know the last time I opened my refrigerator, um, <laughs> to be honest with you. So I guess I'll go with wine that's in my fridge. I don't know Ooh. if you're supposed to keep wine in the fridge, but I do because that's what I pour myself a glass of before I go to bed. So um, I would say probably the wine is my favorite. Um, my least favorite, um, I don't know what's in there. Oh, I know what's in there. There's a big, huge onion in there that my son wanted to cook for something. And I hate onions. So if there's an onion in my fridge, it makes everything smell like onions. And I just throw <laughs> the entire fridge away. So I'm going to go with that answer. That was, a, that was a fantastic answer. One, I thought you were going to say cucumber. I really thought about it. <laughs> and then uh, I'm, I'm curious to know what kind of wine. Like, what do, do you have a favorite wine? Oh, or? I, I buy I buy the cheap stuff because I feel guilty of spending too much money on it, and it really doesn't. I I can't tell the difference. I'll be I'll be completely real. I just like wine, so I don't know. I think I do Chardonnay. I think is what it is. Because I heard it in a song and that sounded familiar. So <laughs> I am not a fancy wine drinker. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> What's your palate? <laughs> Rap music. I like it. I heard it in a song. Right. <laughs> that's right. what I drink. <laughs> I love it. That's exactly. Okay. Uh, question number three. Oh, that's me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. And I didn't know how to word this. So answer this however you it makes sense to you. Okay. Um, what will you see in your children when they are grown that will make you feel you are successful in parenting? 
Ooh, that's a that is a deep question. Um, I, it only gets worse from there. <laughs> uh, what what would I see in them? Um, and it could be different because, like you, my children are very different. So my answer would be different for each of my kids. So it could be the same or it could be different. Yes, and was- don't you dare talk about the ugly baby. That will make me mad. First of all, uh, if you don't know, he is attractive now. He is he is Good. he is damn handsome. Good. However, he's he's turned into the dumb baby. That's important as shit. <laughs> He's, he, I, I think he. I think he'll be the one that doesn't do well academically, but we'll we'll find out. Um, I'm gonna go with a, uh, a an answer for all three. So I I would say I would feel very proud. <laughs> I felt like I was a lion just now. Um, I would feel very proud if if my children. Uh, had a again. I don't know. I don't know how how to materialize this though. Um, but like a strong sense of self worth. I feel like that is a challenging thing to to obtain, especially young. So, if hypothetically my kids got you know to the early adult stage got willing i would i would feel like i did a really great job if my kids saw the beauty in themselves when they looked in the mirror i think we sometimes you know like i feel like sometimes as a parent i see other parents sort of drill you know like uh i want you to be this and i want you to be that and they they try to hmm they almost feel, I almost feel like they tried to, we were talking about this in the last episode, like you want to, you want to prepare your children for certain things in the world, but you don't always get that ability. Like you can't, you know, prepare your son or daughter for heartbreak. You know, it, it, it sucks. It, it will happen. It can happen. And you just sort of want to be there when it, when it does and comfort them and so on and so forth. So I feel like as, as black children and mixed um, maybe a little bit more so my daughter than the boys, but I want them to definitely have a sense of uh, like pride in themselves, their heritage, their you know who they are. Um, I feel like sometimes that just comes so late in life, and I I would feel really good like as a parent, like yeah, I did that shit. You know, what I'm saying? like my kids, <laughs> they, they 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 know that their their skin color is beautiful. Um, that what they look like, the the context of the character and all that stuff is what truly matters most. Beautiful. That's a good question. So I will say this. I have a tendency to go on and on with my answers. So so if you hear this episode and my answer is like two words, it's because I edit the shit out of it. So just throwing it out there. Um, what would you say is the smart of uh, question number four? I guess I should say number four so people like know where we're at. Question number okay. four. What what's the smartest thing you've ever done? Or what's the smartest thing you would consider that you've ever done? I guess the word smart kind of you kind of uh, I'm gonna get a little sidetracked on that, but um <laughs> I think for me it was getting my master's degree as a single mom mm. because 
I think that that is what made the difference between me being able to accomplish what I can right now and still be successful with my children and being the what everybody else does the stereotypical single mom you know on welfare poor for the rest of their life you know kids you know whatever that kind of deal I think that that's what made me feel like I, I didn't fall into that negative stigma that people throw the single mom into and I'm not saying every single mom is like that but I'm saying that that's what I know the stigma is out there so I am the most proud and I feel like it was the smartest move I made it was very difficult don't get me wrong and I'm not gonna lie for those two years um two and a half years my parents probably raised my kids more than I did but it's not like it was because I was out drugging and partying and whatever I mean mm -hmm. I was literally going to school full-time doing an internship full-time working full-time and having a house of my own and raising children. Um, it was the most difficult two years, but I think that it was the smartest move I made because I'm in the, the career choice of where I'm at now and um, made a huge difference in my life. Wow, I, I love that. Um, can, I want to break the rules. Can I? Yes, you I got can some break the rules. I got some follow-ups. Um, okay. My first follow-up, and and this, maybe this can count as a question, and I, I, I also want to know what, what you considered to be one of the dumbest things you've done like that was a, a huge bad decision on my part and and then i would love to know what your definition of a single mom is this was part of a debate and it's it's sort of a conversation that that um i keep running into be between what a stay-at-home parent is what what like what what qualifies as a stay-at-home mom, what qualifies as a stay-at-home dad, but then also what qualifies as a single parent, a single mom, a single dad. So um, you can go with either one, but what would you say is the dumbest thing you've ever done and what qualifies a woman or a mom to be a single mom? Okay, so this is a hard question. I'm going to be completely honest here. I'm sorry for whoever hears this, but um, the dumbest move I ever made was marrying my kid's dad. That I should, he was, he was not, that is not what I should have done. I was too young. He was not a, a good fit for me. I'm really using my words carefully here. Um, and it just was not a wise move. However, I always have to be careful saying that because regardless of that, I did get my two boys out of it and I don't regret them one bit if unfortunately they came because of a very bad marriage decision then you know so be it so i don't regret my kids but putting my kids aside marrying him was the dumbest move uh, in in my life Got it. um <laughs> um and then your second question is very hard because i i have a hard time putting people in a box and i really feel like um, every, I don't feel like there's black and white answers for, mm -hmm. for just about anything. And I don't feel like there's a black and white answer to that question. I can tell you what my perception was of a single mom before I became a single mom mm -hmm. from just things you hear and things you see on television and things like that. And, um, and how I see myself, I see myself as a single mom because I legitimately am a hundred percent taking care of my children, um, financially, physically, mentally, emotionally, everything. And so, um, yes, I'm a working mom, 
but I'm still also a single mom as in I am 100% soul taking care of my of my children. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's hard for me whenever I hear about people who uh, say <laughs> that their dads are, you know, involved in the life and are 50-50 and, and paying child support and helping out, you know, there's a little bit of a difference there because there is somebody helping. Now, you two may not be together, but if they're fully involved in helping, I don't know where where that line is. Yes. Stay-at-home mom, I mean... I guess you could be a single mom and a stay-at-home mom. I don't know how financially you're going to take care of that, but I mean, I guess it's possible. I guess it's possible to be in both categories, but really, I think that answer would depend on who you ask. And I don't know who defines those those roles. Right. Society? I, I don't know. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm 100% with you in the idea that a single parent is the soul everything like there it you you are getting zero and not not little to none i'm talking zero support from the other parent where you are doing all the work now you can argue i'm doing 90 percent. they're doing 10 percent, and maybe maybe we come up with a new name for, for it you right. know what I'm saying? but right. uh growing up uh with a single mother she did everything and it's unfortunate th- because she didn't make us by herself. You know what I'm saying? So, right. Um, okay. I just thought that I, I would take the, uh, you know, advantage to ask you since uh, it's the moment. So <laughs> question number five. Is that me? Yeah. You got all that. I lost track. You were just spewing out that, 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 the, the words. I love it. I didn't want to. Uh, okay. Um, let me see. Where was I at? Number one, two, three. Okay. Um, Oh, yes. If I was to have like a coffee talk or, you know, just a time with your wife, what would she tell me is one strength of yours and one area that needs improvement of yours? <laughs> I don't trust her. <laughs> like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like she, <laughs> it depends on the day. Like if we, if we have a great day, she'll say great things. But if... <laughs> We have an uh, argument. She might, she might blast out some stuff. Nobody needs. So. Um, one strength and one area that needs improvement. So the area that we'll start with the area that needs the most improvement is uh, it's two folds. One, I'm super stubborn, and it's almost at a point where like, bitch, this is who I am. Like this, this is who I am. <laughs> it's not changing. Um, but I. That's something I can and I am trying to work on, sort of. So I'm super stubborn and I can help more. Like there's just, like she's tricky, okay? <laughs> uh, I talked about this on, on a, a previous episode, but like she'll be like, hey, can you help me do the laundry? And then I'll help do the laundry, but she don't like the way I fold the clothes. So she gets mad at me for not folding the clothes the way that she wants me to fold the clothes. And it gets to a point where I'm like, I'm not helping with the laundry no more. And I feel like that's what she wanted. <laughs> but she she wanted <laughs> to make a point that I didn't do it the way that she wanted and so on and so forth. So there are areas that wish that I think she would love that I just help more. Like she's one of those women that wants me to read her mind and be like, hey, why are you thinking about a dozen roses today. Let me go get them for you. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and I'm, I don't, I don't do well in those areas. Like she, you know, like she'll do things like leave a garbage bag by the door. 
universally that's saying, hey, can you go take it out? But I'm still one of those people that would love for her to say, hey, you see those guys, that garbage bag by the door, take it out. So uh, I'm super stubborn and I can help more like around the house, maybe specifically, I should have said. Uh, things that I'm great at is I think she loves my relationship with the kids, even though I'm I'm the mean parent. Uh, we we've both watched each other, you know, grow as parents from the first kid to now number three. And I think we both love where we're at, even though it's challenges every, you know, every day. Um, I think she would just say a lot of wonderful things about me being a dad. Awesome. Again, if she's mad though, <laughs> she can talk about my sex game and everything. Like it's gonna, it's gonna get real. <laughs> uh, uh, how I got one ashy butt cheek? Okay, that, that's that's not true, but that would be hilarious. Like if you, if you just had one that was moist. <laughs> okay, this is stupid. Let's move on. Question number six. <laughs> it would be like a black and white butt cheek next to each other. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what? what <laughs> What's the scariest dream you've had? Uh, what's the scariest dream you've ever had or a recurring thought? Because when I was thinking about the question, I thought about it myself. And I can't think of a dream that I had, whether it was like a, a, a night dream or a daydream. But I do have like reoccurring thoughts that maybe anxiety, maybe not. But uh, I was just curious to know what your answer was. Mine by far, and it was probably both dream and reoccurring thoughts, is something horrific happening to my children like one of them or both like probably watch way too many serial killer documentaries and murder documentaries because I'm the nerdy social worker that watches serial killer documentaries for my self-care um so it probably (laughs) doesn't help it but yeah I I just I I don't know what I would do if anything was horrific I don't know how people continue on you know Mm -hmm. with their life so yeah that would be terrifying do do you have a favorite serial killer or do you have like a i really got into this i don't know i don't know if it's i don't know if it's a real one but um i mean i have watched a lot of a lot of them but um the the silence of the lambs hannibal Oh yes. Is he is he yeah. real? Is, or is he just a, no, a fake? no yeah. he's, he's not. But <laughs> I'm I'm one hundred percent with you. I uh Anthony Hopkins, yeah, like that was that's an iconic classic role. And I'm one of those people that love the first one, still the best. Have you yeah. seen all of them? Yeah. I, I have. <laughs> I have seen all of them. And yeah, the first one is definitely is definitely the best. But probably um I mean, the Ted Ted Bundy was was an interesting was definitely an interesting one as well. Um, Is that the but, the attractive yeah, just, one? Everybody's yeah 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 yeah. But it's just it's fascinating to me because like with serial killers, they're they're legitimately too smart for their own good. Like they mm. are so ridiculously smart. I mean, in order to be able to pull off with what they do. I mean, they, they're just very meticulous, very smart. It's, it's amazing. I'm very fascinated by the brain and all the different psychological issues with the brain, psychopath, sociopath versus mm-hmm. psychopath, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. Like, so I, I've learned, though. I've learned, though, 
um, there's, there's a certain point on like your first or second date that you should not tell somebody that you're obsessed with serial killers. <laughs> like it's, I've had to learn the hard way that that's, that's a part of your life. You should just not d- divulge. So that's, that, that's hilarious that if I, if I can have, you know, like we were talking about like fantasy lives or alternative, maybe there are alternative lives. Uh, one would be a porn star. The other one would be a serial killer. But I don't know who my victims would be, and I would love it to be more. Uh, so one of my shows used to be Dexter. It, did you ever? I watch was that? just gonna say Dexter. Dexter was great, and that is yes, that's one where I'm like, you know, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to be mad at the guy. It really yeah. is because I mean, yeah. Yeah, I I I I fell in love with the show, and then halfway the ending through, was horrible though. The uh, ending halfway was horrible. through, it's yeah. Like I, I've never, it's almost like a relationship. It started off so well, and then the 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 half, the back end of it was was so bad. But because it it still has my heart, uh, <laughs> it's coming back for a limited se- series or season. And I'm gonna is that true though? Is it really? Oh yeah, true? it's coming it back is? in um, uh, I think October. It's definitely this year, and it's it's like in a month or two. And I'm going to subscribe to Showtime. I hope so. But again, I'm going to watch it regardless and I'll just get hurt again. Like, that's just, (laughs) that's how I feel. All right. (laughs) It's on you. Question number seven, which I think is four for you? Three? Yes, it's four. (laughs) All right. Okay. So this, this, this gets a little deep. I apologize. And I know you said you don't always like to talk about this, but you know, I don't always get to ask this. So mm-hmm. you just have to deal with the fact that you're my friend. I get to ask this kind of stuff. Absolutely. Too. So, Go for it. Okay. If you could have a heart to heart conversation with a younger, newly coupled biracial couple, what advice would you give them? Don't do it. No, <laughs> you know, that's so stupid. Uh, I hear that all the time. Like sometimes I do that on stage. Like I'll ask some general question about marriage and someone to be like, don't do it. And I'm like, don't say that. But right. don't say that. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> so so you mean so so can I can I can I I don't know what I was gonna say, pro probe a little bit? Yeah. When you say young, um are we saying like are we saying like I'm talking to a younger couple that's yeah that, that, or okay i don't know if, uh, yeah i don't know if i was talking to a younger couple or if i if i can go back and what i would do differently sort of conversation so yeah no like no, a younger if I, couple if i was if i was talking to a younger couple which uh a, a few shows ago which is probably like eight nine months ago i was doing a show and it was an interactive show which is a lot different than your traditional stand-up comedy show and sometimes even though i'm on stage and i get interactive the whole setup is for people to ask questions give us topics and one of the topics came or one of the questions came from a couple young interracial couple who uh they have a baby and they were just kind of talking about you know how do you (laughs) you know how do you get through life you know and, and and north iowa and all this uh jazz and I guess the the best and hardest lesson that I learned and went through, which I guess where the best advice would come out of is becoming comfortable with yourself and your spouse. I think that 
is a very challenging, like nobody talks about it thing. I was very insecure about uh, being, having children with a white woman. Uh, I was still even insecure about getting married to a white woman. Um, And a lot of that was, you know, self-image and things that I just wasn't comfortable with uh, personally. And I think people do this and I think they should not do this, but it's, it's all, it's almost that I don't see color thing. Cause I'll see couples and are like, I don't care that they're white. I don't care that they're black. And I'm one of those people that feel like you should care and you should see uh, my identity and we should talk about it and we should discuss what makes you so comfortable or what makes you so uncomfortable. So for me, if I'm talking to a young couple, it is make sure you're you really love this person. You are committed to this relationship. I think sometimes through, you know, fetishes and and, you know, <laughs> society and what we see, we we start to think we want to do these things. And, and I, I don't know if we're ready for it. So I would say first, get comfortable with who you are as an individual. Make sure as a black man or a white woman or vice versa or whatever race that you are, that you're really comfortable with who you are. Um, And then I would think uh, there should be a lot of conversations about the differences and the similarities, because that's what really drew me and my wife. Like she was very different. But as we started to get to know each other or whatever, we found a lot of similarities, common grounds. And I think the falling in love with the person and not because they're a certain color or anything like that, that that's what washes away. I'm, I'm in an area that, you know, like there will be a lot of interracial couples and, and children <laughs> and there'll be people that's like, that's what they go for. Like, man, I'm looking, I'm looking to have mixed babies or, you know, forget black women. And, and I'm like, whoa, that's not, that's not the right way to do this. So, um, no, my, my early advice would be, or my, my conversation would be just first be comfortable with who you are as a individual, have conversations, understand it. It will be challenging, but don't run away from the conversation. Um, there's been times where I've had uncomfortable conversations with her parents her family members about term term and verbiage and usage of this word and that word and sort of taking on a role of educating you know older people older white people which I don't particularly like to do <laughs> you know like it's like <laughs> but um it's it's not I don't think it's particularly easy I don't think it's gonna get e- I'm sure it's easier than it was hands down but I, I think there's still gonna be a tons ton of challenges that like my children will go through as they date um regardless of who they date but yeah my my best advice is first be comfortable with who you are as a person and then make sure who you're with in a relationship that you love that person for who they are not what they look like not what they can do for you none of that you know superficial shit and um yeah and and be be prepared for people to look at you. Because <laughs> I, I don't think the world... You know, I, I saw this commercial on Hulu. And there was a black man and a white woman. And I see that more. Like, there's, you know, 
mixed families eating Cheerios and, and all these commercials. And that's all beautiful. But I think they're still in the root of a lot of people. that's like, I don't like that. I don't want to see that. And just understand that not everybody is going to look at your love the way that you guys look at your love. I know that was a lot, but that's what I got. Did I answer it? You did. Thank you. Thank you. you did. Oh, that's good. That's a good one. All right. Um, finish this sentence. When you think of the word relationship, what do you think of? Hard work. Mm. In a good way, though. I think it's. I think it's a good thing, and and it's something I hope for again someday. But it's definitely something that I think you have to work at. I think that any successful couple that I talk to or seek out advice or feedback on, they always make it clear that they really had to work for it. And that it's, I've always liked the thing that love is a choice and not a feeling. And I think that that's um, huge. And that you have to, some days you have to wake up and choose to love your spouse that day and that you might not feel the love. Um, but I definitely think that good, successful relationships are hard work and you have to really be willing to, to work for it. Interesting. Um, okay. that, was, that was, that was, that was a hard one. I had to think about it for a minute. <laughs> No, I like I wish I I wish I had like a degree in psychology. Like I would love to to explore that because I think you're absolutely right. But I'm also very intrigued with why that was your first answer. You know what I mean? It'd be like, hey, what sexual position do you want to do? And you're like, missionary. Like, like, like that's your first, that's what you go with number one. So all right. Uh all right, I'm gonna ask the second part Have of the you question. ever done have you ever done the uh, five love languages with oh, your absolutely. wife? Do you know like, what your wife's love language? Yeah, okay. What's 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 your wife's love language? She's a liar. First that's, that's first of all. That's <laughs> <laughs> we've learned a lot of things about my wife, and uh, another thing that we need to learn is she's a liar. So, um, my wife is one of those claims to be quality time. Like it's all about quality time. I I think the 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 key word is quality, right? Like, like you can't just yeah. be sitting on the couch on your phone like that's not quality time so um i would i would honestly have her probably redo the test because that was like the last time we we've talked about it because we had i think went to counseling and it, it came up uh i think she's probably more um worth of appro- at affirmation mm-hmm. and what's the acts of service i think those two is is what she really is now like she again she wants me to do all these things without like her telling me and me reading her mind and like that's where i think she is right now um okay you and they can change i mean very much i think it's something that couples should do you know maybe you know once every two years or once a year or so to just kind of because it absolutely can change what's yours uh, physical touch, absolutely. I'm just a, a t- I'm, I'm, I really would fall into the touchy feely type. Like I love to kiss and hug my kids. And if you're standing next to me, I like to put my hand on your shoulder or your back. Um, I like to grab a booby or two. Like I just, you know, like I, I touch. So, so touch to me is the action that goes with love. 
you know, how do you yeah. show it? And yeah. physically, like that that contact is what does it for me. And then nice. it 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 was it was quality time. But again, quality is so it's so hard to define. It'll be like it'll be like working a job and trying to def- decide if it's a good shift or a bad shift. You still got yeah. paid, you know, that was the point. Yeah. You know? So, but like what what made the day great? So, what made our time specifically quality or not? So, I yeah. would I would say quality time is still up there, but I do I I do appreciate words of affirmation and gifts but I I think I'm still quality time and physical touch what about you well I I would have to preempt this because (laughs) mine is for for 100% sure gifts but that doesn't mean I'm materialistic and people need to read up on what the gifts one means before (laughs) the assumption is that you're materialistic because it's the thought behind the gift Like, I don't care. Like, you could just give me, you know, something like where a friend will come and give me something that is purple because they knew it was my favorite color and they saw it and they thought of me. That, like, means the world to me than if, you know, somebody bought me flowers on my birthday because they felt obligated because it was my birthday. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's the meaning behind the gift. And I... I'm one of those nerds that has like a whole box of like keepsake stuff of just little things that people have given me throughout the years that I don't want to throw away because they gave it to me. And it was like, it was, it was meaningful and there was thought behind it. So gifts is mine, but just, of course, I'll never turn down a pair of shoes. So anybody wants to do a pair (laughs) of shoes, that's fine. But outside of that, gifts is definitely my, my love language. (laughs) This is so fun. I like talking to you so much. Hey, <laughs> you know <laughs> what I like the most is in my mind in the earlier days. Even though I feel like you, you sort of have an outgoing personality that once it's tapped, it's it's there. But like you kind of almost come off shy, which I feel like in the years that we've gotten to know each other, like I've tapped in there, and like I love just how you just go for it. So yeah, you should definitely. Yeah. Uh, do like a podcast or just do something where you talk a lot and uh, I enjoy this so um, you have one more question I think and then that's that's it right did you really ask me five questions I did oh no I, I, I went first that's you, right I went first and then I threw a bunch of extra ones in there so you did you did I don't know if, okay. if I can call this 10 questions now so this question is like a paragraph long because I was really trying to figure out how to ask it so <laughs> I wrote my questions down just so you know. Like I was very thoughtful and meticulous on this. Oh, like a, um, like a serial killer. Okay. <laughs> yes. See? See? This, that's the name of this episode. <laughs> I was always that like like obnoxiously over the top student where like in school, I genuinely love school. Like if I could be a professional student, if that could be my career choice, I would do it if it wasn't so dang expensive. I love, genuinely love learning. So I was those students that came in with my questions all written down. I was the nerdy student that actually read the chapters. When you're supposed to read the chapter, I actually legitimately did because I loved learning. So little little interesting. No, um, (laughs) but anyways, so my paragraph of a question. Okay. So, and again, I didn't know how to word this, so you can answer however you hear it. Um, so for context, I know we've already talked about this, but for context, I am a white female and I'm a single mom 
raising two boys who are also white. If you, as a black man, could have a candid discussion with my boys about what they could do to help change the future and the racism issues in this country, what would you discuss with them? Mm. If it could just be you with, with my boys. And please don't show them porn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that would help, but I'm sure they would appreciate it. <laughs> um, you know, there's so there's so much racism in porn, which I didn't realize was a thing. Um, I guess yeah. there's racism in, uh, rooted in every aspect yeah. of America. So, And keep in mind, my boys are a little bit older. They're teenagers. Right. So, I mean, you know, it's not like you're talking to two-year-olds. Yeah. So, so here's here's my answer, um, or or here's here's the conversation. Um, this this goes back to uh, George Floyd and showing my seven year old at the time the video, um, and then we we went to a George Floyd rally, and a lot of it I don't think he fully understands. But I think he kind of gets it. And I think that is a step in the right direction. So I think any type of dialogue or conversation where someone can walk away kind of getting it a little bit more is 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 a major victory. Um, I think for a lot of America, when it happened, there was kind of like this, you know, I don't want to say earth shattering. It 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 really felt like maybe a lot of people had blinders on and it was snatched off and people started to see things a little differently, maybe clearer, maybe, I don't know. But I, I was sort of thinking about this the other night. I don't want people, and this is just where I'm at right now. Obviously this can change like my love languages. I don't right. want people to put themselves in one another's shoes. I, I don't know if that is the greatest way to go about evoking change because the truth is we will never be in each other's shoes. So I, I would love to teach, talk about, uh, explain empathy. I think if you could start to kind of feel, um, the anger or frustration or hurt or sadness or whatever emotion, I think that is a great walk away point. Um, you know, I was talking to my, my my white best friend. I guess I'm gonna start calling him that. And you know, like he's he's got this he's got a life experience that I'll never have, and vice versa. And our conversations about these these issues, sometimes uncomfortable, is never about hey, Mike, put yourself in my shoes or or day day understand how it is to to pay your mortgage on time you know what I'm like, we that that's never really the way that we go about it it's always this is my experience um for 36 years even though as a child i don't remember you know uh much i remember my first racist experience i didn't really know it was a racist experience i was at a uh, I was at a, a park. I was gonna say parking lot. I was at a park, um, and we were in Dearborn, Michigan, which is like on the outside of, on the outskirts of Detroit. And it was a nice park, and there was a lot of um, kids there, 
And I think I was the only black kid, maybe. And I was playing with this one kid. And then uh, some other kids came around. And the kid that I was playing with started being mean to me and no longer wanted to play with me. And he went off with the other kids. And I didn't understand why and like what had happened. And I went back to my mom and my mom's best friend who was in the service. And I feel like I miss her. Like I, she, she has memories. Like I have memories of her, but I don't remember her, but she was, she was in the service. She like, didn't take no shit. And she like jetted over to the mom of the, the, the son. And, um, she let her have it. And I guess basically what had happened is they didn't want to play with me because I was dirty. Cause I was black and, uh, black people are dirty and that's like you you can't put those shoes on <laughs> you know yeah uh, you can kind of maybe understand that for most of my life before I open my mouth um, before I do anything there's this cast of judgment um, one of the most frightening parts of uh, America or, or being black in America specifically is like uh the riot the, uh the, when they stormed the capitol on on january 6th and <laughs> like that's crazy like that's 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 crazy in itself but yes what's what's even more like crazy to me is that monday morning when everybody put on their work outfits and their uniforms and they went off to work to you know teach our youth or um, work as government officials and and we don't we don't always get to like thank thank god for facebook <laughs> like facebook has really helped us like okay this person is is racist or that person is this but a lot of these people that we know and see in our neighborhood in our community um and sometimes sometimes in our lives they they feel this way and they do these things and we never quite know and can hold them accountable. So my whole conversation would be, hey, this this is how shitty it's been as a black man for me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, these are the conversations that I have with my seven-year-old. You guys are teenagers. You guys are getting ready to go off into the world. And my only hope and pray is that you contribute positively to this bullshit and that you constantly fight and find yourself on the right side of history. And a lot of times that's that's usually the most unpopular place to be. Huh. So, yeah, I, I don't know what specific conversations would come out of it, but my goal would be walking in, sharing my experiences and hoping that we can just talk about empathy and having them understand that. And and, and I'll say this as as you know, the, the next generation for white people that do want to make change, you might be on the right path. Like you might be kicking ass and, you know, <laughs> donating and, and, you know, supporting black men. You might be doing all these great things, but what's most required is that you get other people to join you. So I, I would strongly recommend them making sure that the people that they have in their lives, their best friends, their friends of friends are they share the same values and morals that they have because it it just takes a couple of as they say bad apples to spoil the bunch so 
Uh, Absolutely. I love they- that empathy. That's that's something that is is huge and I think that that's one thing that's really missing in general in a lot of a lot of areas and um I think that's the key word right there. I really do. That's powerful. Thank, Thank you. you for doing this. Anything else Anytime. you want? Anytime. <laughs> well, maybe you have me on your podcast when you do one yes. one day, and that'll yes. be. Uh, I will. And we can talk more totally about whatever will. you want to talk about. So. Yeah, and I'll be picking your brain whenever I start kind of getting some of the stuff together. So 